0: Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. Today my guest is Sandra Dalton-Smith, who is an award-winning author, speaker, and board-certified internal medicine physician. She's got an active medical practice in the Birmingham, Alabama area and has been a faculty member at Baker College, Davenport University in Michigan, teaching courses on everything from health to nutrition, disease progression and she's a national and international media resource uh, on Mind-Body-Spirit Connection, which we're going to have to talk about that in a minute, but also a top 100 medical expert in good housekeeping, Dr. secrets. She's been featured all over the media. You may have heard of her uh, from... Let's see, Women's Day, Red Book, First for Women, MSNBC, Thrive Global, Prevention, the list goes on and on because she is an absolute expert at what she does and I think she may just get you to think a little bit differently about some of the pieces in your life today. Sandra, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I would love to just kind of start with with your book, actually. Your newest book is called Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. I think a lot of us can identify with the need for these three
1: things. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to write the book? Um, In a simple sentence, I burned out. And I burned out in a position when I was at the top of my game as far as the way it looked on the outside. Mm-hmm. It was when I was being published and getting great contracts and on the media everywhere and everything looked so fantastic. And I was just really at that point where I wasn't enjoying all the different things I was creating. I'm naturally a high achiever. I'm an Enneagram type three. I'm the one who wants to get it all checked off. And I really right. want to make sure that I'm accomplishing things, not wasting my life. But what I found was, you know, you can really become an expert at producing and still not enjoy what you're doing. And that's a sad spot to be in. It is, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, where on the outside, everything looks
0: great, it looks like you got it all together, but on the inside, you're exhausted, you don't have the energy, and you really don't have that excitement, maybe, for what you're doing. So just kind of in a nutshell, what would you say the main takeaway from that book is for people when they're looking at how do you get a, a deeper quality of rest?
1: Well, what I decided was that when I was in that position is that I needed more than just more sleep because Mm -hmm. that's what I initially thought. If I'm tired all the time, I just need more sleep. And after doing that myself and applying it to my patients, I found that that really wasn't the answer. The answer was learning what areas of my life were actually being depleted and then actually to make intentional changes to change and restore whatever that Mm -hmm. area was. And what I found were basically seven different types of rest in areas where we can be depleted that have to be restored intentionally or you just stay depleted in those areas. That's an interesting approach because you're
0: right. Most of us, when we do get to feeling that way, we just think, okay, I need to sleep better. We might think I also need to eat better or or minor changes in other areas, but we we don't look at the entire holistic view of what's going on. So, where do you start when somebody comes to you and says, Dr. Sandra, I'm I'm exhausted, I'm burnt out,
1: I don't know what to do? For most patients, I end up starting them with the rest quiz. It's a, mm-hmm. a free assessment on my website at restquiz.com. Awesome. And what it does is it allows them to be able to see which of the seven types of rest they are actually most efficient in. Because I think if you look at the seven and you try to just jump in and fix them all, that becomes overwhelming in yeah. itself. So you have to really kind of Kind of nitpick it down to the one or two that are really causing the biggest problems.
0: I was curious. I want to ask what the seven are, and at the same time, I'm kind of afraid to ask that. <laughs> but, but let's well, talk let me about tell you. that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the seven are physical, rest, okay. mental, emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. sensory, social, and creative. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, those are areas we don't we don't tend to
0: look at when we're burnt out of. You know, the creative part, the spiritual part, the, the social part, that's really a different approach to how do you get rest and get your
1: energy back. Mm-hmm. Especially with creatives. I find a lot of times with entrepreneurs, they have to be innovative. They have to be creative. They have to be able to think outside of the box. And that's hard to do when you're in a situation where you're constantly exhausting your creative resources, but you're not mindful of allowing yourself that creative rest, Mm. which could be um, creative rest for most people looks like enjoying nature. You're enjoying a creative beauty that could be from art that you're going to a museum. It could be going to a theater. It could be going listening to beautiful music. You may have friends, and I know I have friends who really have almost like a spiritual experience when they are at the beach. They just feel like they have been revived, and that's really what creative does. It kind of creates that awe and wonder inside of us. It makes us appreciate the beauty of a moment, and it restores. It actually restores us to be able to be more creative because then when we do sleep, our sleep is more at peace and more rested. Well, that's really interesting because I think sometimes
0: we intuitively connect certain activities, like yoga or some sort of exercise or some sort of of beach or nature experiences, as re energizing us. But we don't stop and think, which area am I actually depleted in? Because you know, I mm-hmm. think that's that's one of those things. I know when I, I actually did take the quiz, and when I took the quiz, I think it was. don't know, one of the first few questions was something about would I rather spend an hour finishing my to-do list or spend an hour getting sleep, and it's funny because I I kind (laughs) of laughed at that question. I was like, you know, there have been times in my life where I would absolutely say that to-do list is getting done, and there are other times where it's just like Mm -hmm. I can't do another thing, Um, and that wasn't, it was interesting to go through the quiz and actually stop and think about the answers to the questions. That part in itself was really valuable, I thought, to kind of force me to face certain
1: things. And that's the thing that some people say, well, how do these questions apply? (laughs) Because that's the thing. I don't want you to be able to read the question and automatically apply it to a type of rest. But then you know how we are. We want to pass the test. So we end up not answering it completely honestly. So I'd like for the questions to be worded in a way where it does. It's focusing on a specific type of rest, but not in a way that you can automatically sometimes tell well it's it's really
0: interesting because again i think sometimes when we are drained it's not a matter of more sleep which is where we generally go straight to well did i get my eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. last night and it may be what you actually need is to go be around people or you know some of these other yeah, that's about. social rest yeah so absolutely that, one, that mm-hmm. one has has me curious
1: how do you measure social rest and what's the process there well, most of us know when we're around draining people. You, okay. you may have um, walked in a situation or gone to work happy, and then you get there, and after like two or three hours of being around certain people, you can feel your energy level draining. You can feel your happiness level going down. So there are usually people in our lives that are kind of pulling on us negatively. They're depleting us. And then there's those people who are more life-giving. They're actually feeding us, and they actually keep us in a better place. And so when we start looking at our relationships like that, Social rest is making sure that you are allowing space and room for those people that are life-giving. Because what happens is the people who drain us tend to pull us more. So we are oftentimes pulled toward the people who are draining us, and then those people who are life-giving, we kind of take them for granted, and we don't make that time to be around them. And then we wonder why we feel depleted.
0: <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great point. I think a lot of times when we are feeling depleted, we are also struggling with boundaries.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, that's a big issue, that kind of people pleasing behavior that goes with that um, and not wanting the confrontation of letting people know when you really need to say no. And I think that's, you know, it's kind of strange because boundaries by nature are confrontational. They have to be to be effective. You know, that that's a great point. I hadn't
0: really thought of them that way, but if they aren't somewhat confrontational, they aren't effective. <laughs> that, that's a fair point. So <laughs> where do you see women especially get stuck the most in these different areas? So what are the two or three that you find we we tend to be most drained by, or does that just really vary from person to person?
1: It does vary. It depends on kind of what their their current situation is. But I find in general, women tend to be very depleted in the emotional rest area and oftentimes the social rest area. Mm. If they have families and they're trying to make sure that they're balancing work life and home life, sometimes friendships get kind of thrown to the side um, and they're kind of this extra thing. And they're not really seen as valuable, and that's something that I spend a lot of time with with particular um, women who are working from home, who are entrepreneurs and working from home, and they don't feel like they have that extra time for their girlfriends Mm -hmm. to just do what we're doing now. to, To spend a 10-minute break, you know, maybe in the middle of the day where you're doing a Skype or Zoom with one of your girlfriends, so you can actually have that face-to-face time, that sense of presence that you get from being around someone, and you can actually see how they're responding to your conversation. There's a healing that comes just being in the presence of someone who really gets you and who really makes you feel like you are accepted as you are.
0: That's that's true, and it's hard, I think, for a lot of us to make time for that without feeling guilty for taking that time. So I guess that's one question I'm sure people are thinking as they listen. So what would you say to listeners who are thinking, oh, that sounds amazing. I would love to do that, and (laughs) I can't. There's no way I can make time for that in my day without feeling guilty of the other 37 things that
1: need done. Well, that's the thing. We're talking short amounts of time because right then I didn't say spend a 30 minute at Starbucks. <laughs> it was 10 minutes on Skype in your own home. You could do it on your cell phone, in the car, even in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, there are so many different ways of doing it and still to have that same experience without taking out these huge chunks of time. And a lot of the, of the different rest tips that we talk uh-huh. about, like body fluidity or um, flow break cycles, all of those things, can be done in the middle of a busy day. If you're someone who's working at a computer and you have a tendency to have a lot of neck ache and back strain, well, a yoga class might be great, but how about actually practicing body fluidity throughout the day so that by the time you finish the day, you don't hurt. You're actually okay. making sure that you're not spending prolonged periods of time in the same position and that you're assessing how your body feels. So if you're at the computer for, let's mm-hmm. say 30 let's say, an hour, or like most people, you're there for two hours or more. So you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you start thinking, my neck's hurting. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're taking flow break cycles, you'll stop like at 90 minutes or 120 minutes uh-huh. and do a quick assessment. Stand up, go get a glass of water, assess what you're feeling. If you're having eye strain or neck strain, you can quickly address it right at that moment rather than letting it continue to compound. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So for anybody else who heard that phrase and wasn't sure what it meant, what is body fluidity?
1: It's the not allowing your body to be still for prolonged periods of time. You oh, should okay. not be static. for, for pro, You should not have body um, just your body being static for long periods of time. We call that death. <laughs> because okay. the longer you sit in a chair, the more tight your muscles are going to get. Yeah. The your circulation is going to get worse. Your lymphatic drainage gets mm-hmm. worse. So body fluidity is how we restore that. That's where um, you've heard of standing desk. Standing yeah. desk are... are body fluidity um, promoting, is promoting you to move your body and not to stay in a static position.
0: So for those of us who do work from home and maybe are in a static position, sometimes longer than we should be, what's what's like a time frame? I mean, like how often should we be getting up, taking breaks, moving around?
1: Most of the studies on flow break cycles, which is basically planned periods of work with planned periods of breaks, Mm -hmm. most of the studies suggest that between 90 and 120 minutes. Oh and I find goodness. most people can do that because a lot yeah. of us tend to stay down longer than that. We'll work for four hours nonstop trying to crank out whatever we're doing and then we yeah. only break when our stomach's growling. You know, so yeah. I, most people can can actually go through the whole 120 minutes okay. uh, and feel like they're completing an exercise and to break to then come back. So the yeah. thing is, what I hear a lot, particularly from people who, our creators, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I'm in the groove. If I stop, then I won't be able to, <laughs> to right. get back in the groove. <laughs> but, but what happens a lot of times with that, with writers and people who are coming up with content, what happens a lot of times with that is after so many hours, you go from being in the groove to grinding it out. And your, the work that you grind out is not as passion, and passion, as the work that when you're actually working out of rest, when you feel That's full so and able true. to give up your best. Yes. So that you break know, allows that.
0: That And that feels realistic to me. Like when I hear people say every 15 to 20 minutes, I'm like, I can't, my brain <laughs> would not refocus that quickly. I can't get up every 15 to 20 minutes. 90 minutes to 120, I would feel like I got something done and could, could mm-hmm. take a little break and then come back. But you're absolutely right about the productivity and the focus part of it. I know one of the reasons now that I would choose I'm going to sleep rather than stay up that extra hour is I know I might get 15 minutes of work done in that extra hour where if I actually get some rest, I can get far more productive time in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I saw on your website I was really curious about was you've got something called uh, worship therapy that you teach. Can
1: you tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Well, I love worship music. I think yeah. um, music has them built It's part of that creative rest yeah. aspect. And I think oftentimes what people don't understand is that we can have almost a spiritual experience, a counseling experience Uh with the right song. And so when you're hearing the right song and it touches you and you actually feel like it's speaking to you, that's what I do. I pick songs that speak to me in some way and I take them and I break them down with the lyrics. And then I usually come up with what kind of therapy questions I ask myself. And that may be something like, what are you afraid of? what um what type of shame issues are you are you dealing with right now um what is it that's an insecurity that you're fighting with what is it that brings you joy what is it you really want out of life that's that you're not pursuing because of fears those kind of questions that songs kind of make you think about but that we typically in our day-to-day lives don't really discuss with people
0: Yeah, I thought that was was so interesting because one of the things that I do in my insider club that's a a small small group I run is every single week we have a weekly theme song. And I noticed Mm -hmm. how people kind of look forward to that. And it's always kind of an upbeat, motivational type thing. But I thought it was so cool when I saw how you had taken that and and turned it into very, very, you know, higher level uh, therapy around it for people because music is so powerful. Sometimes just Mm -hmm. the right song can
1: shift your energy in such a powerful way. Yes, and I found that to just really be true in my own life, and I see it so often in people when they start really start looking at the different aspects of yeah. rest and how they are revived. That is that is
0: so interesting. So I'll make sure we put a link for anybody listening who wants to check that out. That's um that's that's one of your podcasts, right? It is. Mm-hmm. It's worship therapy okay? So we'll put a link below the video or near the audio where you can can check that out and, and look at it, guys. But uh, if that idea grabs your attention, you may want to go subscribe. It may be something that's a good part for you of rest and, and rejuvenation. I know that for a lot of us, music is very, very powerful. Um, so do you find that that those seven areas are really like everyone needs
1: to look at all seven areas? Everyone is affected by all seven, okay. but most of the time people are already excelling at quite a few of them. They would be pretty depressed and already at a state of burnout if all seven were depleted. But usually there will be one or two, particularly in people who say they're tired all the time. Someone who's full of life, full of joy, they are probably going to score fairly high when they do the rest quiz. They're going to get some higher scores because they're they're feeling balanced and kind of in harmony in all areas of their life. But if there's an area where you start feeling depleted quickly – then that's an the area your score most likely will be higher. For instance, mm-hmm. people who have a tendency to have very short tempers or have a hard time dealing with new people, yeah. when they start looking at their scores, their social scores are very high or their emotional yeah. scores are very high, signaling that there's a depletion that's happening in that area and they're likely not doing the things necessary to restore them.
0: Got it. That's really interesting because
1: it's, it's such a different perspective on why you're feeling drained. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's really when I look at rest I always look at it as because people sometimes ask me well is you know sitting around um watching Netflix on the weekend like you know laying on the couch is that rest well and the mm-hmm. question I use they have them ask themselves what was restored when you left that moment what mm-hmm. felt like it had been repleted that something had been poured back Got into it. now if they can answer yes to that because you could watch Netflix mm-hmm. and watch something that's educational, inspirational, motivational right. and leave that moment feeling restored in some way. Or right. you can watch you can watch a comedy that maybe uplifts your spirits. Or you could just watch something that you're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> I just spent twelve hours watching that, you know, that marathon and I got nothing out of it. I'm more tired than when I sat down. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not rest. <laughs> oh my yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we all have those those moments we probably don't want to admit
1: to. <laughs> And I have too. You watch an entire season of something and you're thinking, okay, <laughs> well, or, or <laughs> wasted weekend. Or sometimes it's things we watch that literally
0: are having the opposite effect. So instead of us really getting rest, we end up drained, especially emotionally. I've noticed that myself and some of my clients who are very emotionally sensitive, if we watch dramatic or disturbing type things on TV, a series or the news or different things, it's literally energetically draining um, in a way that you might sit down and take a break for 15 minutes but you're Mm -hmm.
1: even less energetic after your break that's so true and that's the thing when you're able to recognize that that's Mm -hmm. that's really what I try to teach people it's not about taking some long sabbatical it's not about trying to find a block of time where you can go meditate (laughs) for 20 hours you know it's really about creating a lifestyle of rest
0: I like that approach because the way that you're you're sharing some of these things, like with the body fluidity concept, and with you know how long your breaks need to be in, it feels far more doable um, mm-hmm. than than some of the things I've heard about. You got to make sure you're focusing on all these different areas of life. You know, if you take Two hours a day to focus on you know 12 different areas your entire day is gone you know so (laughs) your approach was much more doable (laughs) right right. well I know you've got a couple of other books that I just want to mention real quickly um, that that some of our listeners might be interested in you've got come empty and then you've also Mm -hmm. got one called set free to live free and that's about seven lies that women
1: tell themselves tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about that book that was my first book, and it really was about addressing all the things that held me back mm-hmm. and that I saw that was holding a lot of women back. So it deals with things like comparisons, insecurities, it deals with our fears, our own limiting thoughts, those types of yeah. things. That was that was the book that really started making me see that, you know, even though I'm a physician, that doesn't mean I, that is all I have to be. You know, I can be an entrepreneur. I can create content outside of just writing or writing about medicine. I can actually expand Um, what I offer people just Mm. by expanding what I believe about myself I love that you know it's it's so interesting
0: that you say that because sometimes you know we hear all the time think outside the box get outside the box and yet very often we're the ones who put ourselves inside the box yes by seeing limits for (laughs) ourselves instead of going no but I can do this and it doesn't have to be a choice it can be Mm -hmm. I, I can do more things so I love that yes um and I saw the Amazon review. I thought this was this is one of the best reviews I've seen. It said it should be required reading for mothers and daughters. So I'm gonna have to pick that one up and, and take a look through it. It sounds fascinating. But um, thank you so much for coming on and chatting for a few minutes today about this. I think um, the rest quiz was really eye opening. I would encourage everybody to go check that out again. It's restquiz.com. Correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So everybody can go, go take a look at that and see maybe your energy drain or, you know, lack of, of uh, feeling really ready to get out there is not necessarily related to whether you spent eight hours uh, laying on your pillow or not last night, but it might be some of these other areas of life. So Absolutely. before I wrap, there's one question I ask everybody, and that is, what is your absolute favorite part of what you
1: do? My favorite part is seeing when people come alive, because so often when people come into my office, they are feeling drained, and they just feel like life has no purpose and meaning anymore, and when they come alive, it's like watching something set on fire, because it seems like every other part of their life just starts glowing from that.
0: I love that. that that's that got to be cool to watch and see that transformation in people, because It it is amazing to see somebody who goes from that, I'm drained, I'm burnt out, I can't give any more because I don't have anything left Mm -hmm. to give, into being on fire again. That's fantastic. It's Um, a beautiful thing to see. (laughs) It is. You know, it's funny that you phrase it that way because one of my absolute favorite quotes is from uh, Howard Thurman. And you may know the quote where he says that, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do it, because what the world needs is more people who've come alive. Mm. Um, and that, that That's reminds good. reminds me of, of that. Um, thank you so much for your time and for sharing today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody, you can connect with Sandra at restquiz.com. There will also be links below the video or near the audio you're listening to, where you can find her podcast as well as her other books. And you can find her at IChooseMyBestLife.com. Thanks again. Thanks. Take care. You too. And everybody listening, please be sure you subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and I will see you back on another episode soon.